Welcome back to Made in the 80s, podcast about the 80s by people who were made in the 80s. I'm Shalia, and we have Timbo and Magoo here. <laughs> what are your What are your given names? Uh, I'm Tim. Kendon. Hi, guys. Hey. I missed you. So, Tim, we had to do, we did a crossover while we were traveling, um, but you you weren't there. Have you been to Atlanta? I've never been to Atlanta. Okay. My Atlanta. dear friend Marcus is there now, so I need to pay him a visit. Yes, Marcus, Definitely. we were, um, Marcus was a uh, guest uh, during, was it No Holds Barred? Yeah, yeah we did No yeah. Holds Barred. When we were out there, I was, I was actually texting you because I was yeah. just like, I need to connect with him. Okay, when you're going to travel to a place and you know you have friends who live there, friends or family, mm-hmm. at what point do you tell them you're on your way over? Not like not to their house, but like that you're going to be in their town and oh, well, you no, might well, have I, some time. I'll give them a week. I'll give them some time. Yeah. Really? So lately, I've been really bad about it and being like, I I contact them that day. No. Like, hey, mm. actually, I just realized I'm here. I, my first step is like realize this trip is coming. Throw some stuff in the bag the morning I'm leaving. Get there, and now what? I guess it's more just like once I'm officially, it's really happening. That's when I'm like, okay. Yeah, once I buy a well, ticket, you I'm can in always town. just you can add like a little modifier and be like, you know, I'm probably going to be out. You know, I'm I'm thinking or, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But you should tell people a week ahead of yeah. time. There's yeah. people who contact me like, hey, I'm in Seattle. There's people who I've only known through social media or through podcasts, and they're yeah. like, yo, I'm in Seattle. If I got some time, and sometimes we hook up and meet up, and I, you know, I'll show them around, or if you know, with like short about- notice, like I wouldn't be upset with somebody contacting me, no. but I would also not be upset being like. Well, actually, I already have plans today because it's actually today now. Yeah. So I guess that may be the point or part of it from my end is that I don't want to be a bother. And so part I think part of it is like, hey, I'm here. What are you what are you up to? And if you have time for me, great. If you don't, great. Yeah. But me like, and you have exactly I don't want, that in common. I don't want someone having to plan ahead and think about me being there and going out of their way. Um, but a lot more people operate on wanting to be able to be like flexible. Well, no, I was going to say the up. Well, flexible, but also like, okay, this is actually what this person is saying they want, and like you said, me and you are just like, okay, like I don't want to put anybody out or whatever. But yeah. if you just like, if you are a little more concrete and say, yay, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see you on this or this day, I think that actually helps. Yeah. Yeah. Also, lack of planning. I mean, yeah, a lot big plan. pieces. Just I just yeah. I don't even know where I'm going to be next week, and then I am there, and then that's that. I dread so, the I dread the question that comes after, which is, what do you want to do? Right. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See you. Give you a hug. Find yeah, out how you're like, doing. Food, food is always a good option. Food. What is? Food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's another thing. Ken and I were traveling recently, and I've been traveling a lot, and I've got travel coming up soon as well. And food is always an option, except for food, too much of it can be too much. So, Kenan, you found an article about, like, traveling makes you hungrier. And yeah, like, they put up some some reasons why... I'm, I on this particular trip, and I think I've noticed it a couple of times on the plane. But this particular trip, like I normally, I don't even eat that much. Like I usually will do like two meals a day and like try not to eat too too much. I was really hungry on the plane he both was ways. So hungry. I was so like buying two of the <laughs> those snack pack things that they'll have on the plane. Yeah. It's like oh, our cheese platter. And it's like three pieces of cheese and like after, four grapes or whatever. After stopping at a restaurant. Yeah, or on the way back. Take food on the plane. On the way back, too, because we had these amazing, amazing shrimp and grits that a friend of ours, our family friend, made. And I got the recipe. I'm going to have to try to emulate this. Thank you, Deetra. Yeah, thanks, Deetra. So we had ate brunch, and then she gave me a little to go container so I could take it to the plane. But on the way to the airport, I was already had eaten eaten it. So when you get on the plane, how am I still hungry? 
like an like and a half an I, hour in on the plane. You also got so before you got on the plane, you also got Popeyes. So you hey, had chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had Popeyes. <laughs> Listen, a preview for next week's episode. Popeyes. I don't eat like this without an airplane involved, apparently. But yeah. I was hungry. You were really hungry, and you also thought maybe part of it was dehydration. I do. Yeah, I did because it was like my body was saying consume something and your like your assumption is it is hunger like it didn't feel like i don't get i, I feel like we don't spend a lot of time thirsty i mean first world problems or yeah, whatever yeah. but do you really know what it tastes or what it's like to be really thirsty yes yes <clears throat> absolutely like you can recall it just off the top oh I'm, I'm, yeah it's yeah, the worst feeling in the world but does it feel like being hungry no that's what it's i'm worse. saying that's it's my worse. point it's worse than being hungry your okay, sorry. Just, like, so, just so everybody knows, I know what it is like to be thirsty, but I don't know what it's like to be seriously thirsty, seriously dehydrated. So the think. the worst. So that's why I'm bringing it the up. The worst time up. where it happens really? for yeah. me is like in the hospital when I'm gonna be having surgery, and so you really can't have any water, and then uh, like then you're so thirsty, and like at most they might give you ice chips, but they won't even give you that after a point, and then you can do like the little um, sponge lollipop on your yeah. lips. If your lips are dry, but you can't drink any. Oh, my God. And, like, you're just like, I just need water. I'm so thirsty. Tim, hmm? did did you play football? No, I did not. Okay. That's in one of sports, the thirstiest yes. I can think. I played football in Texas one year. And, like, at the beginning of the season, it's, like, August or September. And it's, like, super hot out. And you're running in pads. That's about as thirsty. Nothing as bad as what Shalia's talking about. Anyways, but the point being is the article that she brought up was basically like some of the the um, symptoms of, of dehydration are like is to make you feel uh, feels like you are hungry. So I was like, well, maybe if I drink some more money, water, and so then I downed a couple, you know, of my water bottle full of water, and I was still hungry. So I just been hungry. Or just no, it's not. That's what I'm saying. It's not. I know my hunger <coughs> schedule or my hunger feelings, and this was weird. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Hey. Are you answering, are you answering calls? I am. Hi. Hi. Hold on. Let me flip. So, this is our equipment. I don't know who's, I don't so, know we, have a, we have a uh, impromptu guest. This is Tim and Kendon. This is Fran. Okay. From the Shaw Family Issues podcast wanted to see you, our recording you, equipment. You should turn it back. Oh, whoops. Hold on. Wait, she got her house hat on? Don't. Yeah, I do. Sorry. This is our equipment. Hey. We're, we are currently recording right now, so I thought you had good timing. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> Love you. Love you. I'll send you pictures too. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> we, had a, we had an impromptu guest. Okay. What's the news? Uh, you have any news? Um, it's been a while, so there is a lot of news. There's, there's been a lot. So. The Little Mermaid. Yay! That's a, I mean, I don't have a specific news topic but or a story, but this is a topic that I think we we're a little bit behind on, but sure, let's 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 Okay. So I'm going to start by saying I'm very sad that I'm not going to play The Little Mermaid. And you're going to play Moana's mother. Uh, Can I, you say it? No. Well. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. <laughs> there are lots of girls that I know, Samoan girls, Pacific Islander girls, who can sing. Like they've got pipes. They so can you need to put live action. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and, and say you guys got 
the movie. I know, I know. You, Moana is the, and we got the. Mm-hmm. I, I have not seen. Have you seen the Princess and the Frog? Yes. Was it any good? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's good, but it's just the idea she gets a frog. Yeah, right? she's, yeah, she's and she's they not. They turn her into a frog. She's a right? frog for like mm. most of the film. She is. No, I mean, no, she's not. I mean, the the one that she's no, trying she's to get frog. is a frog. Well, get the frog, or she ends up getting his frog. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I hope that instead of Prince Eric, we have a Princess Erica. I think that would be really cool. They're not gonna do that. It's too much, especially the like pushback they're getting. But anyway, Haley Berry is that her name? Mm-hmm. Bailey or Berry? Bailey. Bailey. There, sorry, because it's the difference. Halle. Yeah, it's not Halle Berry. It's Haley Bailey. Wait, is it Halle, Haley? Halle Bailey. Yeah, like, that was really that, wrong. So, so Halle the thing, Bailey. the thing with the name is that it you, it's just one piece off of Halle Berry, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's so it's not Bailey. Haley Bailey. It's, it's, it's Halle. 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 From, now you're saying Holly. So Holly or Hallie? No, it's like Halle Berry. Hal. Shallow Hal. Is it? Is it Hal? Isn't it? Yeah. Halle Berry. Halle Bailey. (laughs) Her last name is Bailey. The little girl's last name is Bailey. She's gorgeous and she does have a great voice and she's going to be so fun. I'm excited. What do you guys think about this? Good. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. After Aladdin, sure. I really thought it was going to be Zendaya for the longest time. She's too old now. Yeah. And she's doing Euphoria, which is, you know. Which is, let's just say, like off-brand complete one eight, comparison. Complete 180 from The Little Mermaid. Um, but well, since the... you brought it up, when we get to what have you been watching, we'll talk, we can yeah. talk about yeah. that. Okay. I, I'm excited for the casting, I'm sure. I've enjoyed these these Disney live-action remakes. Yeah. So now I'm a little worried about, about Aquafina Ma- playing Scuttle. Really? Why? I don't know. Did you have a lot of love for the original Scuttle voice? Yes. Who voice of Scuttle? Oh, I don't know about the voice. I loved Scuttle. He was just so dumb. Actually, I did love and Scuttle. And Aquafina, I, 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 I think... I was thinking of Flounder. I, I don't care about Flounder. It's Scuttle yeah. was funny. And Aquafina is funny, but it's a different kind of funny. So I'll I'll be interested to see how she does. I'm definitely well, not... Will Smith is funny, and it was a different sort of funny for the genie. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with Timon and Pupa and Lion King. Anyway, oh, yeah. You've seen it, Isn't right? Self, yeah. Seth Rogen, right? Seth Rogen and I forgot the other guy's name. But yeah, they're different, but they're funny. So speaking of Lion King, <clears throat> uh, you guys have a wager... Yes. Lion King summer Do money versus you guys have made a bet. Made a bet. So what so, are we wagering? Don't know yet. So you got to decide. But it's, it's it's come out now. It's done. It's not out yet. So what is it? Oh, I thought it was out. I thought it was uh, out right it's now. Out. It's out on Friday. This is Saturday. It's out on Friday. This week, Friday. Friday coming up. Then when somebody suggested last night we go see Lion King, they, they didn't know that no, they couldn't see No, not exactly. It. They, uh, they just said they'd already seen Spider-Man. Would you like to watch another movie? I don't oh. think they were specific on the date. I see. Anyway, so what, what was the conversation about Beauty and the Beast? We just wanted to know what we thought about the casting. I thought Beauty Wait, and the Beast was really Beauty good. I mean, not Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Mer- Little Mermaid. Well, yeah, I guess maybe just say something to the internet racists. Nothing. I'm not gonna say those people. Yeah. They're, they're gonna they're gonna hate everything. People complain about Star Wars. They complain about Captain Marvel. They complain about these things every time. But yet people go out and these films have made a billion dollars. Yeah, I, so I guess not really. Maybe that's the stamp you want. Maybe you want them complaining. I, I guess it's just more like, hey, let's. I was I was when I saw that I was like, listen, Disney is a mega corporation with all types of stuff going on with with it, good and bad. But I saw that story and. To be fair, I was literally on the toilet at the time. We don't need to know that. Well, kind of. Is it important to the story? No. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I was just, but it's I was important to how he feels like, about it. I was at a party. <laughs> and he said, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 Thank you for finishing my joke for me. God. Yeah. 
And so, anyways, I saw this and I was like, "What?" Like that was an actual surprise for me from Disney. Really? From some, yeah. Why? What other racial swaps? Have did they you? Done? What did you think Little Mermaid was going to be? What do you mean racial swaps? I don't think. I don't think it's been a swap. I think they've been intentional about making their films more diverse. I know, but they straight up took a pale, white, redheaded character, mm-hmm. the the animated drawn version, yeah. and cast a black girl. Okay. I don't recall anything like this happening before, and I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, "Wow, that's actual news to me." Like, but, if but the new if the news had it broke that it was you know a little a, a white redheaded girl, they're like, "Hey, this is who's playing it." But I, it would be like, "Oh, that's a factoid. That's a little whatever to the side." But you even know like, what I'm saying, even like Lion King, like the voiceovers are make no difference to me. The, the Lion King is an animated but, movie. But what you're doing is you're making a point to make to have a, a diverse cast. But they didn't it, have to do that. They didn't have to cast Chuito Ijo for. They didn't have to cast Beyonce. They didn't have to cast Donald Glover. I personally do don't see why they even bothered. Because it really only... <clears throat> it, uh, let's not... Cillian has, has tried to call me out on Lion King before. So I'm not... Kay. I don't want to go there with the Lion King what? other than to say the Lion King is an animated movie. Yes. So you're not seeing the faces of anybody. And yes. I don't know actually what I'm defending right now other than I was... I found it more significantly interesting news... Right. That they had acts not just oh we're trying to go for more diversity by adding this character or adding this character, but literally like standing and saying like upfront saying, I know what you guys think this character looks like from previous works that we right. did, but we're going to do some we're going a different direction and enough of a different direction and in a time where this is like actually significant you're right it's not going to it's still going to make all of this money but it's a significant statement in the world that we're currently in with the movie we're about to review i was blown away when i saw that news oh and i was not you weren't i understand if you weren't but i'm saying i don't expect something of that magnitude to come from this company They've been, but they've been slowly, like not slowly, but they've been making those, like <clears throat> making. I'm not disagreeing with you. <clears throat> like, it's, um, I mean, you're talking specifically about like the race of Ariel in the movie. I'm speaking in general as Disney as a corporation, like actively being diverse with the things that they're doing, like putting Ray as the lead in this new Jedi run. That is a choice you're making to say we're making this young woman the lead. And if you look across the landscape of film, there aren't a ton of films, big IPs, where they're like, we're going to make this young woman the lead of this thing that's been that's been helmed by men since 1978. We're going to do that. And then we're going to put this other young black man next to her for this three-movie run. Like, that's something that they actively did, which is why these people came out of nowhere and protesting. Uh, it's the same with, with Black Panther, where they say, we're going to pour $250 million into this film with a black director and it's going to be the biggest blackest action movie you've ever seen like that is a choice that they didn't right there's no real like so i have a question white for protagonist in the film i have a question for you what <clears throat> point of what a point are you addressing to to me that that they've been doing these types of things okay and i'm telling you because i've been sitting we, we've been on the podcast for like two years now yeah. and you know i've experienced all of these as they were happening right. and i'm telling you mm-hmm. That this is of a different kind, a different category of choice, whether or not there was stuff building up to it. Yeah. So, like, I respect all of what you were saying there, but there is something about going back to 1989 mm-hmm. 
a movie that has been foundational for a lot of people coming up and saying this character, this named character, you know, they didn't change Luke Skywalker into a woman. No. They didn't. This is. Do you see what I'm saying? I know. So this here's is the of thing. A different I think type. I, me, I agree. Which is with, why I find it cool. Oh, I agree with both of you, and I will also say. No, I agree that, with Kenan, but I'm um, saying. Like, I, I, I'm saying this is the reason why I would. I agree with what you're he's saying. He's not surprised. I'm not surprised that yeah. it happened. Kenan's surprised. You aren't. I'm not surprised. That I it will happened. tell you my reaction to it was um, happy. Just like I hadn't thought a whole bunch about it. Also, I had heard Little Mermaid might be made, but I didn't really know it was really happening. So when I got the text about this is who's going to be playing Ariel. I'm like, oh shit, like yeah. this is really happening and look yeah. who it is. And like I said before, like uh, real quick, there were rumblings that it was going to be Zendaya. So I honestly wasn't surprised. I was surprised so that, that it wasn't. I did not have, I was surprised that it wasn't her. I didn't have that background. Yeah, yeah. My surprise was like, oh, it's not Zendaya. It's, Can Zendaya sing? Uh, that that I don't know. Well, then I could have played her maybe too. Apparently okay. Idris Elba can't. Oh, no. so, okay. okay. So, um, but the reason that it, it wasn't surprising to, it wasn't, I was excited about it. Like it was exciting news, but it was not surprising news. And the reason, like, I didn't even really think about, oh shit, they turned a, a <laughs> character who looked white in the animated film to a black actress in the anim or in the live action film was because I always thought of me as Ariel. Like, I don't know how many little girls <laughs> grew up. <laughs> thinking of ariel as white like and i don't know how and in terms of our generation and other like other kids my age how many of them identified themselves within that character but if they did to the extent that i did then i wasn't thinking about her I, i've never thought of ariel as a white girl no. never uh like I, I just never have and it was funny that is wild because you're not you think she's not alone in that like a lot of I'm the not, i'm uh, sure a lot of the conversation i've seen you know after this casting as a response to sort of sort of this internet backlash, some of it being trolls, some of it being people saying that you know it's not their area or whatever, was other women of color saying this exact same thing. Like uh, this one newscaster I follow, she had this long uh, Twitter thread, but part of it was like she took this, she had this aerial thing, she like colored her brown. Like there's a lot of that, but also that actually makes a lot of sense because coloring books and all this, and like yeah. sticker books and all that sort of thing, are things that that but, girls would would be coming but, up with to but, they can make things tailored more to themselves but, but I don't, i'm sure you guys have noticed this you know i'm always at comic-con trying to find artwork for my kids and my friends kids when you're walking around and you're seeing different people's interpretations That's of right. characters That's all right. of the time so there's plenty of aerials that are asian black hispanic yeah all like all if you go next year at emerald city comic-con just them you'll probably see more of it now but you'll you'll see that right you'll you'll see uh different versions of all these disney princesses that they've made that people buy like that black wonder woman i got there will be a, a, another interpretation. And the dude sold out those Wonder Women like immediately. Okay. So in response, first to Shalia, it's interesting that you said what you said, because knowing you for a very long time, that's never how you've presented it. All right. You've never presented it as, as you thought of her as not a white girl. So I did not know that you, in your mind, had done that that mental, you know, back and forth, which is cool. What? And then for what you're saying, Tim, like, I respect that, but there's two things. First of all, we, like, your average, maybe nowadays, but your average soccer mom or whatever whatever stereotype you want to use is not necessarily going to these places and looking through Artist Row or Artist Alley at all of these interpretations. This person remembers the movie that they grew up with, and, and that's part of why, like, you you were immersed into this, so you were prepared for it but a bunch of people aren't and those are the people where i'm like oh cool they got a straight up change 
put dropped in their lap. But then also, as far as these other interpretations, honestly, like I kind of have the the mentality of where I really stick to the original thing. Like I like recorded music versus live music a lot. Like the live version of something or the original what is an example? Um I'm yours. The Jason Mraz song. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> yeah, that. the original version you loved, and then they changed it for radio a little bit, and you're like, this isn't the But I'm, I'm thinking of something as, like Star Trek even, or even Star Wars. The new Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. the episodes seven, eight, mm-hmm. they, like, I don't, in my mind, respect them the same way even I would the, um, the prequel trilogy, knowing those are bad movies, because the stuff that came after, comes after feels like fan fiction to me. Which for some people is a negative and some people is a positive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I understand the you've changed to this enough from what I consider the source material, quote unquote, that it's it's a it's a problem to me. Like that's why I find it more significant, even with the the context you guys are bringing in. I think globally slash nationally, like, and this is going to be a global movie. Straight yeah. up taking this white girl with red hair that ever like that for the last thirty years has it been thirty years? It's been thirty years, nineteen eighty nine. Thirty years and palette swapping her, which is you know a crude way of putting it, and saying this is a black character so, now. She's that not a black is significant. That, she's not a black character. She's just a girl. She's just no, a girl. She right. is, yes, I, I got you. I think you guys are. Bo- you're, you're. I think the point Disney's making is she's not a. Her character isn't. If you in her write life. the script, if you read the script, it doesn't say. A white girl, a black girl, like her race is not necessary in the in the context of the film. I think film. this is a bad. It's not faith part of the arm, plot. I think this is a bad faith arm argument. What? No. Like, it, no, I, no, I no you're right. You're right that the person who's been playing her for a long time has been, or who, who people have ident- like thought of her as, is this. But the character of Ariel, it, it's not written into her character that she's any given race, and it probably still isn't. Like, I think it'll it was be just written- fine as long as she can swim. And as long as she yeah. likes water, I think, I think, I think we're think okay. What you're saying, people accept because it's been presented that way. No, I'm not. That's literally. Do not you what really? I'm do you think that if you read the script, it says a white girl? Script? You mean yeah. the Disney script? Yeah. The script for the cartoon, even. Yeah. You no. think they said white? Girl? I think they. I. I no, I think <laughs> they will have described her skin tone and her so? hair color. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, especially in that case, it's then, an animated. Sure. Way, especially because it's an animated movie, which means that. It's going to be describing what the animators are drawing. I understand if this had been a live action movie, you could be like, oh, the script doesn't say they could cast anybody. But they're literally choosing what they're drawing. Yeah, maybe they were that detailed. And or maybe also, they were like, okay, animators, make this look like a family. I also accept that, that there's validity to the idea that a Danish man wrote this. Mm-hmm. And the pictures that were made around the time and, and ever since were white. And the majority of Danish are white. Yes. I like yep. that. It's to me not is like not, I could be a little black girl who lives in right, which is Copenhagen why, and me, say she's me. Which is why, to me, it seems like they're making a declarative statement. Not that oh, she always could have been whatever, but we are bringing this to the future. Like, mm-hmm. and that's what the arguments that I hear fall flat. Which is oh, it never said that she is this. It never said that the dude was like that. Is the context he created it one way, and let's. I think it's more important to say, yeah, he created that as a white girl, a white female uh, mermaid or whatever, and we are in a new era and we are reinterpreting it. Sure. And I mean, the other pieces, even if I don't agree with you, perception is reality. And clearly a lot of people perceived Ariel as 
strictly white and like that is what she was so sure i, I can go for all of this week. yes i'm agreeing with you i think the other piece is something that i'm a lesson that i'm learning from tim is um just because something comes out even if i don't like it that doesn't change the original and the original is still oh, just as good not. the yeah. original is like whatever happens with these live action films it does not change how great the originals yeah. are and so that's the other piece in terms of like the emotion that people are having behind it like so maybe you don't like the movie that's okay it doesn't mean that this movie you've you know adored for the last 30 years is any less great and that you can't watch it tomorrow if you got it before it went in the vault i was about to say except for that except for their control over your access to seeing it well but you can i mean you can buy it it. usually so yeah but like this is something that tim has taught me about for a lot of things where i'm just like i'm worried i don't know and it's like, yeah, why? Because for be me, fine. it's like for thousands of young, I think about my friend's daughters, like this will be like their Little Mermaid. Sure. For millions of young kids, this will be their this will be their Little Mermaid and yep. the one that they start with. Yep. And that's a, that's a good thing. Same with Star Wars. This is some, this is like Leah's daughter. That's her, that's her Star Wars. She loves Star Wars, but her, same with EJ's daughter, like. That's their Star Wars. Yeah, my it's little sisters. The, it's yeah. not the 1970 like, oh, Star Wars your... we grew up with. Yeah. It's Force Awakens. If you ask it's them, all that. That's their Star Wars. If you ask them, like, who's your favorite Star Wars character? Did you just say like, some might say. It's like seven, seven. Sorry. He's lit. Everybody. He's literally wearing a Star Wars, a Star Wars not any old Star yeah. Wars shirt. The Star Wars, Wars. shirt. <laughs> Seventy-seven Star Wars. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you ask, <clears> if you that. ask someone under the age of at fifteen, let's say, who your favorite Star Wars character is. They might say Princess Leia. They might say Luke Skywalker. But if they're just, smart, they're going to say Darth Vader. Just as mm. why would they say that? I mean, well, okay, they might. He's they in might. They Rogue might. One they might. And he yep. has like the and best he's, scene in Rogue he's, One. Yep, they he's might. a really cool character. So, um, but but just among those characters, like if they were going to pick in the same grouping as those that we just mentioned, are Ray and, right, and Finn and who's Oscar Isaac's? Uh, uh, Poe. Poe po and BB-8 yep. and yeah. Sure. Um, like those are all those are all ones that they are going to consider on the same level yeah. and like pick from. But do you think that they might pick Lando? No. Do you th- do you think that no, not Billy D. Williams? Do you think that uh, yeah, Don- Donnie Glover played a pretty do you think he good did a Lando? good enough, and that was a fun enough movie that I don't know if they're connecting the two. What do you mean the solo movie with? Because that took the, place back, yeah. So like kids yeah, no, aren't no, going to say that Star Billy Wars. D. Oh. No, yeah, but I don't I mean, know if like they're thinking it's Star Wars. Yeah, I don't oh, think, you don't think they think that that's Star Wars? I'm sure not they, necessarily. I'm sure they know it's Star Wars. I don't know if they're putting them in the same because it's a prequel. I don't know if they're putting them in the same. It's in the same grouping for them. I'm like, I, I would disagree with you guys on that because I also know that they come up with Rebels and Clone Wars, which are animated animated ones. I think they might connect a lot more than you guys. Oh yeah, I don't watch cartoons. Exactly. Yeah, yeah they might. Because okay. I was like, I was like I, I I mean clearly I loved Lando when yeah. I was a kid and his his action figure that i had had this big old flowing cape yeah anyways mm-hmm. you can buy you can buy a new one like that it's cool so that's that's some news do you guys want to talk about other news items or move on no other than move people on. trying to break out aliens from area 51 that should be fun what yeah where's like area 51 from arizona there's like a it is, huh? there's like a petition to well like, you didn't know that i mean i've i didn't know that we like a petition for people to it. like go break aliens out so we'll see we'll Wait, see no, what is it, is it like change.org new mexico or in I thought it was in Arizona, but I can be Arizona. Wrong. So who's who's doing the petition? Is it no change.org? Nope. Some some crazy people on the internet. But yeah. I, I should be paying more attention to what do you call them? Uh last podcast on the left, because they've been talking about some some there's like a federal policy on reporting FBI or uh, 
UFOs that's changed well, so recently. We talked about this re- fairly recently, I think, on the podcast of space law and how that's a full, like it's a full area and like how there are a whole bunch of international treaties when it comes to space. And I so I have no idea what the what those include when it comes to, you know, an extraterrestrial um, ending up on your soil. But my guess is some of that some neighbors. of those mm, some of those treaties include what you do there. Didn't you remember we learned all about those treaties? Remember we watched In the X-Files. first three, yeah. three or four yeah. seasons yeah. of X Files. It's hard to know. If, it's hard to split fiction and fact. But um, just we got, we both wrong. It's Nevada. Nevada. We're both wrong. Area, area fifty one is Nevada. Okay, but okay, is it has the government acknowledged that Area fifty one exists? Or are uh, we just... It's been enough of our pop culture stuff, so I don't know. I think it exists. If, I, if, if there's anything interesting there at any point, it is no longer there. But you... <laughs> like, I'm not asking if you to, think like, it exists. Utah. <laughs> I'm not asking if you think it exists. I'm no, saying, no, it definitely does exists. Does the government an air say, base. yeah, Area 51 is in Nevada? There's an air base in Lincoln County. Okay. Like it, so it became you know relevant or interesting as a pre-existing place. And they're like, oh, this is... I think that's where they supposedly took the Roswell, New mm-hmm. Mexico stuff. Right. Too. So it's not like that was a fake place. Okay. It was an existing place, and then they're saying, and things are happening there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Lots of news, but nothing happy. So I don't want to talk about it. All right. It's let's okay. not talk about anything but I'm happy. <laughs> because I'm happy. happy. Oh, speaking of. So, okay. Recently, I talked about Ellen's Game of Games because I'd watched it like right before our last podcast mm-hmm. recording. And one of the uh, games was they give you a word and you have to sing or identify a song that either has a that that word in the title or in the lyrics. And one of them was happy. And the first person said happy birthday. Yeah. And then the second person couldn't think of anything and was out. I was like, literally, all you have to say is the word. Like, or, or you just say happy. And a happy new year. But people's right. brains freeze up. I know, up. exactly. You, you you go blank often. Yep, and once it, oops, I'm sorry. Once it happens, there's no coming back from that. Like, it, no. it kind of, like, snowballs on itself yeah. in your mind. Like, oh, man, uh, uh, uh. And then you, you can't name any, like, super simple stuff. What? Uh, I was just thinking about the most recent time that happened to me. <laughs> One's the was, most, it's, it's called a brain fart, right? Yeah, yeah but like n- not just a brain fart. Like the three of us were just hanging out, say, downstairs or whatever. Like um, I had to do like this oral presentation or like a elevator pitch to some um, venture capitalists mm-hmm. for a class that I was taking. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, practice this, and so they had invited then some guest venture capitalists, and I had my whole thing going, 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 and I hit a brick wall. Oh no. And it was like, it was almost like, and I, I managed Does to. Does not compute. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> like feel like, I feel like I had to hard reset my brain. Oh, no. And so I'm just like thinking of that. Well, your brain is a computer. So, yep. Hard reset. It is a computer that you do not want to have to ever reset. <laughs> like. Yeah. I mean, don't we reset it every night? No. No. Okay. No, you put it in, literally in sleep mode. Just sleep like, mode. That's just right. like I love, that laptop. Sleep mode's my new thing. Sleep mode is my new thing. I hate when I open up my laptop and the battery is dead because I just close it and I don't turn. I don't like turning it off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sleep mode. That that's the that's. You could the way also to go. leave it plugged in. Not when I have to put it in my backpack and walk away. With my backpack on, I'm taking places with me. Julia's got like on these like amazing mirrored glasses right now. Mm-hmm. And I have the same ones on, but I can see like the whole room. I can see the whole room through you. I like it. 
Yeah. So yeah, friends uh, who follow us on social media probably have seen them too because I took a picture because since we're recording today. Okay. So moving on from news, what are you guys up to? What have you been doing? What are you thinking about reading, watching, listening uh, to? Very quickly, uh, Euphoria, which I love. Great yeah, show. It's great, pretty good. Great episode. It's tough. It can be triggering if you're dealing with someone who's an addict or you you've had that sort of struggle in your own personal life. That's so I would, you know, give people That's right. Be careful watching it if that's, that's something right. that gets you because it's it's very much in your face about it. But I love Zendaya and everything she's doing in the show. And I thought episode three was probably one of the best episodes of television I've seen this year. Ew, so, yeah, it was very good. Episode which one? Three. three. And you give me like a two sentence because no. I've seen them all. I'm just yeah, trying there's to four episodes it's, out, it's so the it's ep- the second to most it's, recent. It's the episode where there's those three scenes in a row where it's there's, there's like three scenes. There's one where she talks to the guy. Uh, okay. Coleman Domingo, when, who, who plays the actor who plays the name's Ali at the uh, yeah okay I'm, there's that yeah. scene there's a scene with her and Jules and there's a scene at the end when she goes to see that Mac Miller looking dude about getting <laughs> drugs and trying yes. to get it yeah yeah okay I, phenomenal yeah phenomenal that one stretch. is that and one the, is a great soundtrack for the since show. I was kind of yeah binge, I love I was the soundtrack. binging multiple episodes I cannot binge that show that's a lot I did it the other night so Sheesh, last time we it. talked about it Tim you had said that. Or I had only watched the first episode, and I didn't like the sex scene in that. Yeah. There was a sex scene that made me really uncomfortable because it felt a lot like, kind of like rapey. Yeah, very um, rapey. And so I didn't want to watch any more of it. And then I talked to you, and you were talking about the third episode. Yeah. And so I was like, and I think you also confirmed that there wasn't more scenes no, like that definitely. in the next couple. So I watched, and I definitely binged them. I was up to like 2.30 in the morning. And it's so beautifully shot. Like it's the, car- the carnival sequence was like great. It is really good. The um, I, I score, love Fez and the Little Brother yeah, at the carnival. Yeah. Yep. So, friends, if you haven't watched it, I, I, I'm recommending it at this point. It got, Tim, it got greenlit for it? season two. So That's good. I, I, I got to say, as, as I, I actually, I'm enjoying it. It seems a little overly hyped. Okay. Not in, not in, sorry, not hyped in like a, promotional but like a little too heightened for me to to get fully into it the show itself you think that it's not realistic yeah it seems a little and and part of it's because i'm was watching with carme and she works she's been working at a high school for like Mm -hmm. the last 10 years and she was like she's kind of shaking her head because like first of all it's easier now to, to forget that they're all adult they're basically all adults playing kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then she's just like it's it's a little bit amped up essentially but also and i kind of got that it sense. also depends on where really? you're at because sh- like middle school in sacramento california which i thought was like in the height of gang violence and out of all this stuff i thought was crazy but then i went to middle school in vancouver washington and it was much more like euphoria where these kids are doing drugs, they're out having sex. This is before okay. social media. These kids were sure. wild. And I was like, yo, because there's nothing to do. I, I, I'll retract. Yeah, I get the impression mm. that it's fairly... Also, just some of the things that like Jules is going through seem pretty spot on to the stories that I've heard yeah. for for kiddos who have that um, story and that experience. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's... I don't don't know, but I think I get the impression it's, I mean, even my own high school experience, it doesn't seem that far off that that's what was going on. Like six years ago, I met a young kid uh, I was working with who was like 17 and like recovering heroin at it. It's 17. No, that's not what I'm I'm saying. What what I'm saying is like, to me, to me, that blew my mind because no one in high school I was kicking with was like, cats smoked weed. And like, that was kind of the extent of the drug use. And then, but there's a different demographic of kids, and they're doing a whole nother thing that just—it it was never my world, and so I don't, you know. 
Yeah. So the other thing about the show is my my familiarity with Zendaya is mostly she's like she's on like teen magazines yeah. and Spider Man movies. I yeah, Spider Man. She's like, well, yeah, go, you know, Spider Man is a, is an example against what I was about to say, but it's good. But like usually she's just like all done up. It's like oh blah blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Like she ugly cries in this. Oh, she's yeah. Like like she she is great. She's she's yeah. They're not afraid to make her like not glamorous at all, which is mostly except for she kind of is in the Spider Man movie now that you say she's kind of like the who hum. Yeah, they make her like which is hilarious because like even yeah, I like that you say it that way. Ugly cry because like even with her ugly cry, I'm just like she's so beautiful. Like (laughs) she's she's just gorgeous all the time. Even even her ugly cry because I know how like I know her features. Like I love a bad ugly cry. I love her eyebrows. She's good. Oh, you like her eyebrows? Her yeah, I like. I just I love her face. Yeah. So even in an ugly cry, like yep, yeah. that's an ugly cry. But like uh, I know what, how beautiful you are. Anyway. And then, so I've been I watched Lion King, which I enjoyed. Another Disney mm-hmm. remake. It's a lot of fun. I hope people go see it. Um, it's good. Of course. How do you like Because we have a wager. No. Outside of that. How do you like Beyonce's single? It's in it briefly. But have you listened to it? Do you like it? No. Other than other than in the movie, it sounds fine. I didn't really like it. It sounds fun. It fits. It fits the movie. That's fair. Um, the, my standouts were Chiwetel Ejiofor as Scar and Timon and Pumbaa. Wait, really? I thought, wait, I thought um, Idris Elba was in there. No, Chiwetel. He's Scar. Oh, that makes the okay. I had some. Somebody was complaining about how Scar does not sing his song. Oh, he so you're talking about Idris's? I thought it was Idris who, but it is like a blues. I thought he was a blues singer. The way they set up. Be prepared. It would have been odd if he'd have sung that song. There's no marching hyenas and fire. It's sort of him giving a speech. Wasn't okay. there fascist? Weren't they like fascists yeah. uh, in yeah. the in the original yeah. movie? Yeah. They were basically Walking like well, yeah. Well, yeah. But now they're like, apparently he's like a Trumpian sort of. No, he's and not. That's what the review I read. No, he's not. He's Scar. It's not everything is some political thing. He's not Trumpian. Was not make 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 the pride. Great again? No, he just is like I, you know, it's the same thing. Mufasa's like you're overfeeding, and we can't do that. And he's like, well, now we get to be free and do what we want to do because I'm king. So and he sort of wraps and his I all the resources. Just can't wait to be king. So it's a little different. He just How doesn't. Is- it it's sort of like sing songy to be prepared, but it's not bad, and it fits the movie, it fits the film, and it fits the character. Okay. Um, and then I've been listening to Jaden Smith's album, which is really oh. great. Is it good? It's really good. Okay, I'm gonna try it. Jaden Smith's album is is fantastic. He's he's made some really good music, and I'm proud of that kid. Man, he turned 21. He's giving water to Flint. He opened mm-hmm. up a food truck for homeless people in LA. And, and it's vegan. It's a vegan food truck. He's I love doing it. a lot. What was I doing at 21? But good for that kid, man. I'm pr- proud of that dude, man. He's... Oh, I mean, so you should not hold yourself to that standard, though. No, your parents are not well. But there are a lot of people whose parents have money who aren't doing these things. Exactly. I, I, I'm, so I'm proud of that kid for like being free. My, like Daryl Fryson uh, from the Charlotte Locast podcast always refers to uh, Jane Smith as a free black man. Yeah, I like that. And he operates as such. Yeah, yeah he does. And he's I love but it. and he's aware of that, right? Like he he uses himself as a platform to be like, and this is okay. Yeah. And then like, okay, but I do want to just put out there for anybody who's feeling bad about what they've done in their life at this age and kind of comparing to what others are doing. Jaden has, like, I mean, Kenan's saying his parents are famous and very, you know, successful. But also, Jaden's career has had a career for a while, has that stability. So if you're 21 and you're still working on 
like I was in school still at 21 trying to, you know, set up a career. And so if you're still at that point trying to figure it out, that's okay too. Just once you have that stability, make sure you're doing good things. So I didn't quite catch exactly what you said that activated my mind here, but talking about him living as a free black man or Mm -hmm. whatever, we were talking about ASAP Rocky earlier Mm -hmm. and what Jaden strike this whole thing. I know what's your yeah, thought. Yeah. Let's, because, because I know it's exactly the words that you said that I'm trying to, but it sounded like a double standard with ASAP. Well, because no. Jaden doesn't walk around being like, and racism doesn't exist. Nor does ASAP. Oh, I don't a- know what ASAP was said. saying that he's. You had the ASAP quote. Yeah, and I'm, I, I could. I For was our friends to pull it and up, me, what was the quote? Just yeah, generally, please. what was the? What is he saying? Yeah. In response to civil unrest in the country, which is. So it's like the like his comment isn't out of a vacuum saying like I remember this interview with Jay Z and Vanity Fair one time and Jay Z was like he was like, Look, they're asking about stuff. He was like, Look, as because I'm Jay Z and because I'm rich, I'm really insulated from a lot of stuff uh-huh, that's going on. Which is on. fair. I don't necessarily see it doesn't come to me. But also Jay Z is someone who's gone out of his way, him and his wonderful wife Beyonce, you know, to bail people out and to, you know, to do these things to behind the scenes, like you know, even doing a whole first, like bailing people out, I doing think, these things. Like, I think it's important if you are in that kind of position to know that, right? Like acknowledge it. Like I can't speak on behalf of everybody who's experiencing this because like actually I'm not a good spokesperson for it because I don't, I'm not experiencing it. That is the point it. he was making. So, but I wish I could find it, this quote. No, well, just tell me what it was. Like summarize. It was basically like, I don't live in. Well, what was the question? Not. So the question was civil unrest. Well, what do you it was think like, about why, it? Like, why, why don't you speak out about this? And he was like, I don't have anything to say about this. I don't live in Ferguson. I live in the in like Greenwich Village. I, I'm not dealing with these problems. I'm, you know, fucking bees. I'm on the red carpet. I'm doing this, that, or whatever. I don't have anything to add. So that was sounds dismissive, point. right? Like, Which there's was, a way to I, say I, it. I, where... the way, see, that was my interpretation or my the way I was just saying it. It didn't seem dismissive as much as to me, as much as what do you want from me? I do not have input for you. Well, you could say I think it's fucked up. Right? It I me think of it's job. fucked up. I think that I mean you should at least be thinking about it and knowing what people are going through and show an but awareness it doesn't mean of that it. He should be speaking on it. No, and that's the thing. You can think, say, but he can say I think it's fucked yeah, up. I, think, I, think I like, speak, support them, but yeah. I know that I mean, but I can't tell you how bad it is because I'm not in it. Because I think also think there's two different things, right? They're speaking on it and having an informed opinion and there's there's the general sense that like it wasn't just about ferguson it was about what's happening to black men and what's happened to black men and black people in this country for decades it's still happening oh he also used the word bandwagon i just saw so maybe i'll back off yeah yeah (laughs) but but i mean to some degree there's the the idea i I might have it here okay what's the quote kenden he's you can read it. No. Apparently it said too many things. I can't find the article for the quotes that I heard. So <laughs> I'm gonna find it. But he's, he's like um, find it. But I get the I get the point. I think it might suck for it always to be like the uh interviewers being like, Hey, you're black. What do you think about this? For sure. But what do you, you think should, about I mean, this? If you're and famous, I know it you sounds... should have a canned response for stuff like that. And it doesn't uh, sound like he's stuck to the script. But he, but my well, yeah, I don't have all of it. I don't have all of the quotes, so that's why. I, but he may have had a canned response, and they wanted more. Or his canned response would have been, "I don't really speak on that." Well, why don't you have anything to say about well, like? Th- I mean, because you can them, say them, I'm against them. it. Like you can say how you think about it, but you have to. 
I do think that like, you know, the example that Tim was just giving on Jay-Z, I think it's important if you're speaking on it in terms of your opinion. I found a whole quote. But you, you should be able to okay, what's not the have anything to say. Nah. You, you should be able to I don't, have I mean, to honestly, say. I would be Listen, disappointed if you have nothing to say about can, that. You can, but, it comes, but it, it comes at a cost. Hold on. It, it does. Unless there's it, a reason you can't cost, speak to it. It came at a cost him continuing to say something. So if he had just not said anything, which I think is his initial... And you could say he no would, comment. He would, have been in less, he would have been in less trouble long term. Yep. You could say you no comment. You would have been comment. disappointed. You don't even know. I mean, you probably hadn't even really heard of him, right? But I you would have been is, disappointed yeah. in him at the time for not saying anything, but not getting dredged up later for having said some stupid things. All right. So this article from 2016, and it says, Aesop Rocky being, ra- being roundly criticized on social media for some things he said regarding rappers and political awareness back in 2015. Okay. Uh, yeah. um, so this is old news. He said it's a while ago. Yeah. Okay. I think speak. This is a quote from Aesop. I think speaking on a subject is fine, but I don't feel like I need to make songs off it. Rocky's reported as saying, I felt like doing it would would wait i felt like okay if, if i felt like doing it i would why haven't you gotten political i'm like bitch because i don't feel like it kendrick is doing that already joe cole's doing it already let them deal with that shit i don't want to talk about fucked up shit in my life that's fair not that it gets better not that fucked up shit i see on, not that fucked shit i see on tv because i'm not there how am i going to talk about something i'm not helping it's fucked up it's a touchy subject he went on. He went on to say, "They're not forcing me to do shit." He said, "I'm just going to stay black and die. Why? Because I'm black. So every time something happens because I'm black, I gotta stand up. Why the fuck am I? Sharp- what the fuck am I? I'll sharp to now. <laughs> I'm ASAP Rocky. I did not sign up to be no political activist. I want to talk about my motherfucking lean, my best friend dying. There we go. The girls that come in and out of my life, the jiggy fashion that I wear, new inspirations and in drugs." <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about no fucking Ferguson and shit because I don't live over there. I live in fucking Soho and Beverly Hills. I can't relate. I'm in the studio. I'm in the fashion studios. I'm in, I'm in these bitches' draws. I'm not doing anything <laughs> yeah, outside so of that. There's a couple points here where I'm like, you could stop there. That's my life. You see, I was trying to paraphrase a, fir- <laughs> a fairly long but, set of quotes. But, yeah, that, but I, that's not that bad I to me. That's, I, what, that's what I'm yeah, saying. So Tim, I, tell us what's I problematic. I think the thing that triggered people was saying... Uh, that that I'm not <laughs> I'm not Al Sharpton. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't have to. Be, but I think when he said I can't relate, but he can't. He's not in Ferguson. It is and, a different and, place and to be in LA. What? I'm I'm but, very like aware of a lot of subjects, but I can't relate to almost any of that stuff. But what you can, what I think, what people are saying is like it's not just about Ferguson. Obviously, as we've seen, it's about can you relate to being a black man? You can't relate because you say you're doing all this fly shit. I kind of, but he does acknowledge he's a black guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can he he can now potentially say, yeah, um, I identify with being profiled by the police or something like that. But he still, so much of his what he was saying there just seems, it seems all right. It's young and as dumb. in as in, just don't go and ask him about this again. There are people who are intelligent, and I'm not saying it. He's in, I'm not saying he's not intelligent. There are and there are people who are aiming their intelligence at this topic he's not one of them yeah he may become one of them in the future but like the fact that 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 comment is coming up to haunt him now that he is in trouble in sweden oh that's is, why it's coming up because yeah that's why it's coming oh, okay. up it's like oh he, and he should you didn't want to was... you didn't want to talk on ferguson or you didn't want to be political and now you're in jail in sweden for this or that 
And I was just like, I just, I don't think, I don't. But he's in jail over something he shouldn't be in jail for. I think that's the. And that, a lot of people are. Here's the thing. I think that's the that was the point of the, all of this stuff, right? But it does have nothing to do with Ferguson. Hear what I'm saying? It's not just about Ferguson, right? The Ferguson thing was sort of the the the, the flame that sort of lit the lit the whole thing on fire. But it's been something that's been going on in our country for decades. We all know, right? Yeah. yeah. The idea that as a black man you could be put in jail for something you didn't really do. Um. Now he's living this fly life, and he's probably immune from a lot of this stuff because he gets to be ASAP. Wait, didn't he actually he do actually, it? Yeah, that's it's the other thing. That, he actually like, did. It. Ignorance of the law is not a defense. But you know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? but he's, like, he, it's, it's, it's not illegal even in Sweden, law. right? Like, like he did like, something he's like not supposed to do there. Punching people is, is but, illegal. But there's video of like them telling him to leave yeah. them alone. Yeah, and then they defended themselves. Yeah, but but doesn't mean that the law is written the way that having video of being bothered means that you can then physically that's attack a, somebody. That's a whole American another another country thing. Right, we think exactly. Our laws that's a whole different yeah. thing. Like but we like, are bound by other countries' laws for him. Yeah. For countries. him, and I imagine for most Americans, they're thinking like, I shouldn't be here right now. Whether it's true to the Swedish <laughs> law, don't or touch not, me. I'm American. They're, they're, right. Right. Most don't Americans touch me. I'm American thinking, citizen. Yes. Yeah, we'll get to that one. <laughs> yeah. Will we? Most of them are thinking, I shouldn't be in jail right now. Yeah, but, but the not, thing is, not, first of all, hold true. on. Well, hold on. It is that. true. He belongs in jail because he has security. He chose not I, even here, to let his security deal I'm, with this situation. Most Americans are probably thinking, with this video evidence, I should not be in jail right now. Whether he should be but, or should be. No, he should I be think in jail. I would he should, not think it's about that, conviction, though. maybe. Maybe the, the evidence yeah. is, but jail is not prison, right? So, and with a physical altercation, he yeah. got arrested. He should probably be in jail. Now, the problem is that the prosecutor really, didn't... I shouldn't be in Sweden right now. <laughs> there's that. But the prosecutor didn't want to allow bail. Yes. That is where I think the real problem is coming yes. in. The actual injustice. Yes. The actual injustice is coming from having an aggressive prosecutor who does not, who's not willing to be... I don't lenient. even know if the word is lenient because bail... and. Bail in and of itself is not necessarily a leniency thing, but, but I don't feel aggressive I, in a way. Right. And you, and you, but I think the potential injustice or racism or whatever it seems to be coming further down the line with the prosecutor than the fact that he got in a physical altercation and the police and took arrested. him to jail. He belongs in jail for having gotten in that fight. The other person also belongs in jail, I believe. So it's, it, it, but you've got the rappers out here like, what is it? Um. Boycott one. Sweden, like da 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 da. This is injustice. Well, that's Remember, different used to, too. They used to have that's the different too. If the you free want- Pimp C thing. Pimp C did, did deserved to go back to jail for beat because because he was he was out for what do you call it uh, parole. He violated his parole for beating a woman. Like these are not all political. Huey, not was it Huey who said it? Uh, he was it talking was, about uh, R. Kelly. Yeah, he's like they're not all Nelson Mandela. Yeah. Right. Right. So I think the point people make. So even even though this injustice for him has come later down the line, as you pointed out, I although think, I don't think Kenan would say it's injustice, is what I'm hearing. Well, well, the, well the aggressive, the aggressive persecution, refusing bail, yeah. all this other stuff. Yeah, I mean he I is, a, but he is a flight risk. That's the um, other part, right? Because they're saying they're going at him because he's a flight risk because he's got money. He's not from there, and clearly doesn't want to hang out. In in a Swedish jail, yeah, well, you've got to do like you know twenty five. So none of this time. is none of this is so far out but of the. Here's what I'm saying. This is probably how he feels, and probably what he's voiced to other people in the ASAP mob sure, and other people, sure, right? Sure. This is this is injustice. I should be bailed out and be able to leave. 
and never come back. Right. But I think people are comparing that to the fact that whether it just be not just necessarily Ferguson, but the idea that when people ask you about injustice in America, you said, that's not my life and I don't live like that. So I'm not worried mm. about it. But it's, the so thing what, is, I what didn't I'm really hear is that, that the injustice in America does not seem like the injustice or whatever situation the, no. that he's dealing with there. So I, I still think that his statement is valid. Although it kind of is. I'm not I saying mean, it's not valid. And all that. I'm saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's not valid. I'm saying that people are looking at both of these things and saying, this is what we were talking about. Sure. Yeah. And okay. don't you wish you had, I don't know. I mean, and now you want people to fight for you and get you out of here. I mean, but he <laughs> also acknowledges that other people are doing it for him. to get him out of there. So the lawyers are going to do it whether or not he said something stupid or not. But, you know. But, but, His money talks. Yeah, but if it, if it was you. And again, that's God how he's different than somebody in Ferguson. If it was you, you'd want your lawyer to do, to do the work. But what you would love if there was a public outcry to get you out. And there's going to be one no matter what. Maybe not. Just Freddie there did, already is one. Freddie. What are you talking about? Freddie Gibbs. Oh, you mean like, for me, for me, because for I'm not a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We will, we will absolutely make you, the calls. Don't you worry. You, 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 who is the first well, person I'm going to call if I get in trouble? Your lawyer. She's sitting across the table. <laughs> um, but yeah, but you, you, right? You would want that. I'm sure he wants that. He wants, you, you want, put, you want to put pressure yeah. on Sweden. Exactly. Maybe let you go. He, yeah. I mean, so the public outcry he didn't want to be a part of is now the thing he needs to help hopefully get him out. But I don't know if he didn't want I mean, to be a part of it. He doesn't want to speak with. to it. Right. Which is, and he's not a with. spokesperson. Not saying he has to be a spokesperson, but the speaking to is a public outcry for this is a problem, right? If ASAP, being who he is, is another public voice saying this yep. is wrong, that's right. it adds to a chorus of other public people saying this is wrong. Okay, so that's what Tim's up to. <laughs> Kendan, what are you up to? What are you thinking about doing? What do you want to share updates for our friends? I just want to give everybody a second reason not to go to Sweden. So Tim very kindly took me to a screening of Midsummer, <laughs> which also takes place in Sweden. It's the follow-up movie to Hereditary, which I still haven't seen. I think, um, but, but like that movie looked great. This is a, that was a horror movie. This was a horror movie that's supposed to be make you afraid of the light. Essentially, or daytime, isn't that kind of what they were saying? I'm selling it. It, as? it messes with your senses because it's daytime for ninety five percent of this film. Mm. Yeah, it's isn't a horror it? movie that takes place mostly in the daylight. That's like there's an Alaska version of that. Is days, it Insomnia? Oh no! Like it's yes, uh, Al Pacino maybe is up yeah. there and one he of, can't one sleep. One of Christopher Nolan's first films. Oh. That's also uh, so full circle back to getting hungry <laughs> when you're traveling. Another thing they attribute it to is jet lag, like your, your circadian rhythms all fucked yes. up. Yes, yes. Did I, I sent and you so, that article? Or I just told you about you it. You sent it, oh, and so yeah, okay. I can see like people. I mean, in that movie, people kind of go crazy when the sun's up all the time. And you can't get any sleep. Well, and, so and midsummer's like that. I think yeah, because I think that I mean this part of Sweden, I don't think it's as high. But I think it's really midsummer is a very, very, very long day for them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, not to and it, to go into the plot too much because the most of the plot is spoilery. I guess. Would you think though? The plot. Sure. Yeah. Don't go too much into the plot. They just People go, can Google they, it. They, their friend invites them. Well, she suffers a family trauma. Right. The main her, character. The main female character. character. Her and her boyfriend aren't good for each other. But out of guilt, he invites her to on this guy's trip to. Mm-hmm. The, his buddies they're like in a, some cohort for get their phds mm-hmm. and they go to sweden where the guy's from his little village in sweden for a midsummer festival 
and unbeknownst to them, there's hilarity much, ensues. There's much more <laughs> going on at the festival that I think they don't recognize because you've got the guy working on his dissertation, the black mm-hmm. dude who's who's all invested in like learning about this culture. So he's just like everything is content for him. We've got the couple arguing that not really fit well for each other, and he's struggling with his his topic of dissertation, and she's in she's in her going through her trauma. So then you got the other guy who's just Will Poulter, who's just horny for every Swedish woman that's walking around. Yeah. So so then none of them are really focused on the I think obvious red flags that you should probably leave. It's like so, the forest through the trees. Yeah, like they're looking well, it's, way it's, too it's hard. Lots at of forests and lots of trees lots in this trees. as well. Now there's a moment in this film where you you. Imagine, I imagine I would have left. So there was, I try not to do too, too much talking, especially with like these screenings, because I know it's like work or whatever, but I swear to God, I don't know if I did it or not, but I wanted to lean over so bad and say, get out. <laughs> like multiple times. Yes, there's a point. Get out. There's a point in the first, in the first act, beginning the second act, where I'm like, this is when I leave. And there were, there were two characters who attempted to leave yeah. at that point. It was a beautiful movie. V. It was a beautiful movie. Um, it did not scare me no. in any way. But you form. didn't want me to know anything about it because you think it'll scare me. Yeah. Oh, because I want to go to Sweden. I see. Yeah. Let me, yeah. I didn't I get, know the easiest way to put it. Yeah. But no. yeah, no, you're scared did, in other countries. Do you see Hostel? I, I mean, no. Oh. I've seen too many commercials for it, so I won't stay in Hostel now. Yeah, I know. I get scared of that stuff in the States and also when I'm traveling. Um, okay. So that's what you've been doing, Kendon? That's what I've been doing. So, so I would say, so for me, I would say most recently before our trip to Georgia um, and visiting the Shaw family and the Isaac family, I was in New Orleans and I missed Essence events. I missed Essence Fest by one week. Very sad about that. But Did you want to go? I, oh, yeah. I really want to go to Essence Fest. Sounds like a lot. It does. It sounds like just a, a lot. I like a lot. I don't know if I can do a lot. I'm old. I can't do a lot. Oh, I can do a ton. Yeah. I like a lot. But uh, yeah, so I went to New Orleans um, and I really love it. And while I was there, I watched, well, so my first night I got to go see the Rebirth Brass Band who um, are famous because they are in Treme, which is a, or Treme which is a area in New Orleans, and it's also a show on HBO yes. made by the same guy or people as The Wire, and mm-hmm. it's really good, and so I've been watching that. Um, and so we saw them, and I, while I was there, it was also the Democratic debates, and so I got to watch that, which was interesting, especially because we have somebody running from our state, which is, I don't know, it's 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 really cool to see statements being made on that plat in that platform about what's happening in our state right i think that's really neat and then i always go to the gumbo shop when i'm there because i love it so much and oh i got to try central which one was the gumbo shop it's literally called the gumbo shop i bought some hot sauce there there? it's my favorite yes when i was there yes it's called the gumbo shop it's so there's a really long line in like a hallway before you can get in it's not that big of a seating area but so you wait in like this hallway with like plants in it um, off of the sidewalk. 
Anyway, I was glad that I knew we should go there because we got in and I was like, don't worry, there's only two of us. They'll come around and ask for who, like how many you have. And we'll, we'll be in front of a lot of the people who are in line. And that's what happened. So did that because I love it. And then, but I did try something new. So I went to Central Grocery and Deli, which is right by um, Cafe du Monde. And they have uh, the original Muffaletto sandwiches, which are like, do you know Muffalettos? They're... Okay, so there's this bread with like sesame seeds and other things on it. And then inside, um, there's a whole bunch of like sliced meats. Um, and for me, they just put the cheese. Um, but the, there's like this olive, um, mixture. It's like, it's not olive tepanade because it's, it's more chunky olives, but it's kind of like an olive salad, maybe. Anyway, it's olives really delicious. And I got that, which is cool. Um, and then, so that's New Orleans. And then also I've started watching Queen Sugar because it was recommended um, by the Shaw family and by Courtney um, when we were recording last week. So I started that and I really love it. It's beautiful. It's done. I mean, it's Ava DuVernay, so there's no surprise there. But Tim, do you watch Queen Sugar? Nope. Are you planning to? Have you heard yeah, about it? At some point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So it's just kind of like one of those things that you might check out at some point. Yeah. I didn't the realize. with the at some point is so much stuff is yeah. coming out. I'll find time to sit down yeah. and like binge you think it so? and watch it. Yeah, at some point I'll watch it. Well, because I was just there, I am now currently intrigued by Louisiana and New Orleans. And so I'm Are you back of... on the, uh, you were wanting to visit a plantation at one point and then you decided you didn't want to visit a plantation. Are you is this queen sugar thing making you interested in plantations? No. All right. Um, I so I'm really early into queen sugar, so I haven't even seen any plantations yet. No, with the plantations, it would be a very interesting thing. And when we first went there, we were there with the National Bar Association, which is the Black Bar Association, like the equivalent of the American Bar Association, since they were racist and didn't let black people in in 1925. And so I was interested in going with them. Because the woman, I forget what it's called, but like the women's section of that association had a, um, a tour planned. And so I was really interested in going with like that group of folks. But there are also plantation tours that you can just go on, you know, through like touristy companies. And I'm like, and when I was, when I went on, because we didn't get in time to go with that group. And so then when I looked online at, the d- other options, I was like, ooh, this looks like they might be glamour, like glorifying this. Like, it's some, uh, <laughs> pe- like, some women dress up in fancy ish dresses mm-hmm. with lemonade on a porch. And I'm just like, ooh, I don't know if, I don't know if I want to go to this with you. Um, so that, that's why I'm not so interested. So I don't want to, I don't want to, um, not do justice to the story, but I know Francesca Shaw, who we, um, one time I was talking to her about um, her school. I think she's from Seattle, but mm-hmm. they took them down somewhere to plantations. Maybe it was, maybe they were visiting Washington, D.C., so it was in Virginia or something. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about just this bad experience, really awkward with the teachers. And I think yep. at some point they took them into the slave quarters mm-hmm. and said some inappropriate things. And that's the piece, right? I need to go with a group that I can trust that I'm getting the right experience through. And I think it, if I just pick a touristy company, that may not be what I'm getting. So, no, I'm not interested in going to a plantation. But I'm not against it either, depending on the circumstances. Anyway, so that's what I'm up to. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready to get into yes. our movie for the week? Yes. Where's your green card? Green card? I don't have a green card. 
Where were you born? I was born in East L.A., man. Okay. Born in East L.A., mm-hmm. 1987. Mm-hmm. Wow. Who would have thought how I did not. Honestly, I recommended this movie because it's a cult classic. And for Latino Americans, um, I just it's my understanding that it's like it's kind of I think of it as my equivalent of like Friday that I love it. I know it. Um, it's kind of a day in the life a little bit. But like this one is worst case scenario, but not really. I don't know. Anyway, that's why I suggested it. But I did not know how topical it was going to be um, today and especially this weekend and this week. And Everything that's old is new again? Not just that, but it's just like a lot of things have like <laughs> things have not necessarily changed. A lot of things have stayed the same. And if only if anything, they've just heightened. Right. So, yeah. So that's Born in East L.A., 1987. Uh, Tim, who's in this? Who makes it? It's written and directed by Cheech Marin, famously from Cheech and Chong. Um, starring Cheech Marin as Rudy, Daniel Stern as Jimmy, Paul Rodriguez as Javier, Kamala Lopez as Dolores, and my man Jan Michael Vincent as McAllister. Don't forget Jason Lee Scott. No, Jason Scott Lee. Jason Scott Lee as well. Is in there. We uh, we were like, wait a second. <laughs> we know that kid. Um, Yeah. So... This is this is based on Cheech's 1984 song "Born in East LA," mm-hmm. which is a is it a parody? Is that what you call it yeah. from the song "Born in a"? In the eighties, we had a lot of those like parody type of songs. That I mean, most famously was Weird Al Yankovic, yeah. but there were plenty of other people doing. Radios would routinely play parody hip hop songs, parody of popular songs. Someone would, some comedian or somebody would parody it, and you know, get radio spins and stuff. So it was it was very popular at the time. So I'm realizing Cheech here is a bit of a faker. He was, in fact, born in South L.A. Yeah. Cheech was born in South L.A.? He was born in South L.A. I mean, but the character, Rudy, was was born born in East East L.A., right? Yeah, I just think it's funny. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So you want to tell us what this movie is about? Sure. So this movie is about a guy who was born in East L.A., and he, his cousin, his... uh, come to LA and his mom asks him to go pick him up because his sister and mom and the whole family is going out of town for the weekend. And so they're like, go get him. So he does, but he leaves his wallet at home. And so when he goes to pick up his cousin, it's, there's a uh, ice workplace. Oh, it's not ice. Back then it was what? INS. Yeah. INS. Uh, There's a workplace raid. And so everybody's just like running, scattering, and he hides among along with them in a teddy bear and he gets caught and they deport him. So because he has no identification and when he gets on the other side of the border, he tries to like explain uh, to Border Patrol that, you know, who he is and they run his name and there's somebody else with his same name who has already been illegally (laughs) deported or deported or has illegally entered and, like, uh, deported, nine, like, times. nine times yeah. yeah and been arrested and all these assaults and stuff. Yep. yeah and so there's like yep and it was interesting because it was like ooh, like he, it almost seemed like he was believing the story until he ran the name and was like yeah no so i was just very curious if if they had come up with no no problem what would have happened but probably nothing because he couldn't call home this is pre-cell phones and he couldn't call home because nobody's at home yeah you know what i did i didn't understand though hmm. is and maybe because he's in Tijuana and not Mexico City, but he should be able to contact the consulate. If you like, if you're serious, if you are actually a, a citizen, you should like. That's the point of our embassies and our consulates, right? Yes, no ID. you have to prove that that's you, though. 
Yes, you do, but... How would you prove that? That's just the next step to... Is, is Yeah, if your quarter doesn't work, the next thing you... Like, you should go and try to talk to your government. Yeah. Because the thing is, is yes, he doesn't have his ID, but that's exactly the point. If I lose my passport in Sweden, like, <laughs> the fact that I don't have my passport or an ID on me shouldn't stop me from going... To find the representative of my government, and maybe maybe that would work. But to say so, I'm American versus like the other piece though is Nigeria like, or anywhere. I just I'm joking because we've been talking about Sweden, yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying that that if you are a citizen of one country, part of the purpose of your consulate is to or your embassy. I don't really know the difference actually. Is is to help their citizens. Right. So if you go there, maybe he would have, if he had gone maybe. there, maybe he would have had a better situation. But I think probably part of it is he already went to the, our country to say, hey, I'm a citizen. I need help. And he went and they were, they said, go away. Yeah. So like maybe you don't think, okay, I'm going to go try again with a different group. Yeah. Like the United States said no. The other thing I think is unfortunate is that like the guy, uh, one of the people who was being deported with him uh, was like, since it's your first time, I'm going to buy you a beer. Because they were like, we just get deported, we get yeah. a beer, and then we figure out how to get, how to back, get back by Monday for yeah. work. Yeah, and, I thought- and so it was like, that's who you should have stayed with. And honestly, he probably would have let you use his phone. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot of this movie that could have been that- like probably shortened. But I, I, yeah. I, I noticed those things. You said something while we were watching, and I was like, this... this it just couldn't go that way because we need a full movie. Yeah. Apparently. I mean, it's just like even – and it made sense at the time. Like, okay, no, I'm not going to go with you to get a beer, but thank you. I want to try to get back over. But in case I have a problem, what's your phone number? Where do you live? Or what – you know, contact information. You should be collecting that. Which especially in the 80s. Another, after another 24 hours because he's going to be back in America. Uh, it was Friday. <laughs> so It was at most it was Friday. So it'll be good tomorrow when he gets – or ton- oh, okay. later tonight when the Border Patrol says no. So that's the piece. I feel like in in today's world, I'm not as good about that because I feel like I can find somebody and I have my phone and they have phones and I don't have to worry about somebody answering my landline at the house because we don't even have one of those anymore. (laughs) But like, yeah, it just seemed a little bit like survival skills were lacking in terms of knowing how to connect with people who could help you. He didn't leave a, a message on their answering machine, did he? He did. That's what. So what you heard for his cousin... So the cousin is sitting in the house and hearing these messages and they just play out loud while they're happening. You know, it's usually like, hey, I think you're home. Pick up the phone. And you just kind of like wait a while as they get to it. But the cousin thought it was Jesus because the mom had put a Jesus picture in front of it. That was Jesus talking to him. And they had implied early on that the cousin isn't the brightest uh, bulb in the box. So the beginning of this movie, I did not like. And by the end, I was like, wow. We, we, both of us were not on board with this movie at the beginning. Well, it was a little bit hard. First of all, I didn't know his sister was his sister. I thought that was his wife and those were his kids. And so when he's like following this woman around town, hollering at her, yeah. I'm mm. like, first of all, I don't appreciate what you're doing. Second of all, you're married and that's fucked up. So that that was. But then when I found out later that, no, he's not. That's that was his sister. Then I'm like, oh, that was my interpretation. You got, I didn't realize he you was thought single. that was his sister, too. Right. I did, too. OK, yeah, cool. So, yeah. So that was, that's why I wasn't following it, but I liked it. All of the Jesus stuff was hilarious to me. Yeah. Especially it's it was a nice opening and closing its eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The whole. It's a nice one. And he gave it the beer. Yeah. He, that was really funny. Okay. So that's the plot is he gets deported and then he's got to, he, he meets a coyote and yeah. he's got to f- make money so that the coyote will help him get back across the border illegally. 
um, and or like not through the proper channels or whatever. Um, so he's taking so, these odd jobs. Yep. So he's taking odd jobs and, and it's showing throughout the film, you know, the different ways that people try to get here from from Mexico, or at least from Tijuana. And then he also, in the midst of it, um, create uh, establishes a relationship with a young lady who's about 18 years younger than him. Yes. And uh, that is a connection that happens. Um, and then in the end, he... I mean, basically, we were wondering if some of the immigration policies we see is because our leaders have seen this movie where it's like, you know, mm-hmm. how they were worried about the caravan and like these yeah. like crisis at the border type situation of like he just g- gathers a whole bunch of people and they outpower the people who are on patrol there and just enter. And so what I and saw they just push their way through when he when he had that moment with the woman who was going to be separated from her husband and he gave up his spot. Mm -hmm. And then like, I saw him walking over the ridge and I finally thought I was was like, okay, maybe he's just going to do the thing. He was like, I am a citizen. I'm going to walk up. You work for me. Like something of that nature. And I was like, okay. Um, and then all of these Mexicans come up over the hill, like fucking Braveheart or something. Mm -hmm. And that's why like, Celia turned to me or one of us was like, Donald Trump must have seen. No, you thought you you were like Donald Trump must have seen this, and I was like in my head, I was like, and Donald Trump was elected the next day. Like it was like very much like this is what they fearmonger on on certain conservative news stations mm-hmm. a lot. This is what they're worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happens, and then in the end, they get to their city. It's a Cinco de Mayo parade happening. He doesn't know what Cinco de Mayo is for, but they have a parade every year. And then it ends. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. And then it ends with um, them in front of the priest implying that they're going to get married and then she'll have a green card. And yeah. so then they'll live happily ever after once he, he returned to East LA. Selling green cards at one point. He right? was. That was a funny part. Like one of his odd jobs was selling documents to people, which is funny because it was like, yeah, he doesn't need one. And also. Uh, <laughs> and he doesn't uh, have money to buy one. One of the other things seen in this film, one of his odd jobs was helping these other people immigrate through Mexico. Yeah. So it was. So there's a distinction made in the film between when it comes to immigration. There's Mexicans and then there's OTMs yeah. other than Mexicans. Yeah. And so there was a group of folks who he was helping figure out how to get acclimated. They they keep making it past the border, but then once they're in East LA, they stick out like a sore thumb yeah. and get caught and then have to go back. And most of them were Asian, but not all of them, yeah. right? So he was teaching them it's just totally yeah, no, they weren't all Asian. Yeah. But teaching them like random slang and like what's happening. Yeah, what's hap- what's happening and like stereotypical like you know, hanging out on the street corner, they're wearing Dodger hats and flannel shirts and how to it's, put on a bandana headband? Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. But trying to get them to, you know, that was one of the best, one of the best parts, I think. And that's where movie. Jason Scott Lee comes in. Which yeah, is Jason exciting. Scott Lee randomly. Did you recognize yeah. him? Yeah. Jason but at first Scott we Lee. thought it was Brandon Lee, and we're like, no, 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 that's it's wrong. Bruce Lee. Right. Movie. <laughs> so Brandon Scott Lee, for anybody who's who's not aware, he Jason, played Jason Scott Lee. Yeah. Okay. Jason Scott Lee played Bruce Lee in the movie Dragon, which was like 1994 1993 which is funny because Kenan's like no 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 he plays we were I was like he's Mowgli <laughs> I was like right yeah, yeah he's so he's but also when Mowgli. he was Mowgli he had already been Bruce Lee by one year right but that's but this is the progression of me seeing him I was like oh it's Bruce Lee he's playing Mowgli and then he was in the best one-third or so of a movie that I've ever seen a movie that I love called Soldier with Kurt Russell have you seen Soldier yeah a long time ago 
You probably don't have a great opinion of the whole movie, but the beginning of the movie is really amazing where they have these like uh, these super trained soldiers who are about to be um, replaced by these genetically enhanced super we soldiers. We talked about this fairly recently because it's part of the universe of Total Recall and Blade Runner, right? Ah, yeah. Anyway, so he plays like... he uh, uh, Jason Scott Lee plays one of those characters and he is ripped in that movie it's crazy <laughs> he yeah i'm not surprised so and he's also lived in hawaii i don't know if he's from hawaii or what but i remember he was he was on oahu for a bit okay so that is the general plot of this this movie um what do you guys want to talk about is there any points that you wanted to mention in particular that scene in the bar when a guy asked him where he's from <laughs> it's like a common even thing. in not usa yeah. right like even in another country where you're, you're having like, that conversation so no where are you really from it's like it's LA. which is kind of funny though because okay so that happens all the time here in in the states but um it's also there it's kind of interesting because it's like yeah you don't he's like you don't have to lie to me i'm not i'm not la migra right like he because it's it, it makes it implies again? that it's the like authorities, the the law, the border patrol. I don't know what the actual like translation is, but that's what you call them. So, uh, so he's like, I mean, so that is that is a play on it too. Is like you keep you stick to your story. Where are you from? I'm from here, right? Mm-hmm. I'm from East LA, and so you keep saying it. And he's just like, okay, whatever. Like assuming that he's lying to him. Um, that was that was kind of funny. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of random funny jokes. A lot of stuff about Reagan, which is funny. Also, the point of like, I've always been um, intrigued because when you're doing, you're going through like nationalization, Mm -hmm. national, you're getting nationalized, natural, naturalization. Naturalization. There you go. Nationalized. (laughs) When you're getting naturalized, you you have to take a test, right? And you have to have know all the stuff. And it's so interesting because a lot of the things, I've never seen the actual test. Oh, you haven't taken them? But I've heard. They have like ones online you can take. Yeah. They're they're hard. And that's what I've heard is that like most Americans wouldn't be able to just pass that test. And so it was kind of funny, right? Like asking him who the president is. He's like, um. The guy The guy who was, yeah, the actor. uh, He was John Wayne. (laughs) He's like, they're like, yeah, you need to know that. Did I ever tell you guys about um, when we, my first time to Mexico as a kiddo? So I think I was in maybe fifth grade. Tiala was maybe in second, first or second. We were pretty, well, maybe I was in like sixth or seventh grade. Anyway, Tiala was still in elementary school and my uncle lived in San Diego. So we went over to Tijuana for a day. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because we had some border issues. So my mom is white. (laughs) (laughs) My mom is white, as is my uncle. And then you've got me, Siana, and Tiala, my sisters, and we are brown. Um, I mean, we are half white, but if you look at us, we are brown. So we go to Tijuana. Very interesting. Great day. Um, then we're in the line to get back across the border. And that's when my mom realizes she, I think my uncle asks like, okay, where's their papers or whatever. And she's like, I don't have anything. So we're, we don't have ID. We're not, we don't drive. We don't. She didn't bring our passports. She doesn't have our birth She's certificates. She's smuggling three little brown children yeah. into the United States. So States. that's what you've got. You've got yeah. two white people bringing three brown kids across who, yeah, anyway. And so and I, I remember hearing the conversation. I didn't quite get it because I was too young to really understand what was happening as we were approaching the border. And then here they are. So my mom and my uncle provide their documents. and um, Or maybe me and Siana had passports, but Tiala didn't. Because she hadn't gone to Samoa yet. Anyway, 
the Border Patrol, like, they explain, like, oh, we're visiting from Hawaii. He lives here. We decided to go to Moana for a day. These are my children. And I think he asked us our names. And then he goes to Tiala, who's very little. And he's like, what elementary school do you go to? And she says, King Kamehameha the Third Elementary School. <laughs> and he was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it's not Spanish. King Kamehameha the Third. The Third, not the First. <laughs> no, it's the Third. That's Cam a three. detail. No, that's the sort of in, like detail that I think makes that sort of answer mm-hmm. work. And it was just so cute because she was very young. And but like that's accurate. That's where she goes yeah. to school. Anyway, it's kind of funny. And I've also had friends who have traveled before and lost their identification yeah. and have been very worried about this very thing, as do I. Like, if I go anywhere, I, I keep my passport with me. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, do you guys feel that? Do you do you no. experience yeah. that in this world? My visa was smudged world? leaving Vietnam, and they, like, brought me to this room and, like, questioned me about. It's never been something I've been worried about. everyone's speaking Vietnamese but me. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, it was not fun. I don't know. Is it something I should be? Yes. I, I, I don't, don't think I, get, I would get mis- mistaken any place in that way. I don't know. Where I might get stuck there because they don't believe that I'm American. And this is not something I was taught to do. It's just something that I I have a fear, and so I, br- I carry my documents with me. Cause, yeah, I do. <laughs> I have a fear in the opposite direction. What? <laughs> Getting of not, out of losing and not being able to get uh, like onto an airplane or something, or to get through customs or something. So I'd I'd prefer to keep it where I think it's secure, like in my room, if I think it's a secure room, than to have it on my person. Oh, you're talking about your. Tra- I'm talking about when you're in the this country. Do you oh. guys have that experience when you're in this country no. moving around and like no. I I no. try to keep my passport on me at all times. Here? Yes. No, I don't. No? That's why you keep doing that. Well, that and also I um, I want it. to yeah. be able. No, I way. Yeah, no, I don't think. I think I'm, you're fine. I um I also want to be able to go to Vancouver anytime I feel like it. Get an enhanced <laughs> license. Yeah, get an enhanced license. I could do that, yeah. but I Carrying I prefer to have a passport. Seems like a really bad idea. Yeah. I prefer to have a passport. It's- but in I'm fact, anybody who's listening to this, she is no longer carrying her passport on her. Do not yeah. try to steal her documents. <laughs> yeah, I would not carry it. Yeah, no, definitely not. But what if you just want? Oh yeah, you're saying go get an enhanced yeah, license. Yeah. Like I just want to do a day trip to Canada. Oh, if if you, like you, you stop by your house, stop by your house and grab your passport. <laughs> well, I thought you, I thought this was a kind of a reasonable like you know disagreement on how we do things when we're abroad. No, no, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. No, like, that's yeah. when we we're here. <laughs> that's why we weren't laughing yet. Yeah, no. When I'm abroad, I figure I can just go to the consulate or the embassy. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you feel a lot more relaxed when you're okay. Anyways. Okay, so... Favorite things? Well, let's just talk a little bit about the language, just for a second. Because the one piece that they mention early on is that Cheech doesn't speak Spanish very well. And so then he's having to get around. And I expected there to be some, like, animosity there of, like, okay, you're you're in the States and you don't even know how to, like, you don't know how to speak Spanish. You're not really part of your culture or something like that. But that didn't play out, I don't think. Because he wasn't Anywhere. a dick about it. No. Yeah. Well, he, and he just went ahead and started to learn. He was frustrated, I think, that he didn't know. But just like, mm-hmm. he, that wasn't, I feel like that wasn't the point. Now, I don't know if either of you have this experience. But for me, I sometimes hesitate. Like, if I meet other Samoans, I hesitate to identify myself as Samoan. Because the next question is going to be, like, speaking Samoan. And because I don't, it's then an embarrassment and... 
So I just avoid the question altogether and try not to even bring it up, the fact that I am Simone. I don't think it's something that would ever happen for me, maybe not, and and probably not for Tim either. I mean, people see us and they more or less will know, quote unquote, what we are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an an immigrant story, right? Somewhere where you come from a different place with different language. Who was talking about this recently where they would go, okay, was it Francesca? Yes, it was because Francesca's dad spoke Spanish. No, her dad does not speak Spanish. (coughs) But so she doesn't. But they're either. from Panama, right? No, your her grandpa's dad, from Panama. No, her dad is from Panama. I thought her dad's Belize, from Belize. Belize, which it's close. They're they're not the same thing, but they're Central <laughs> Central American countries. So that's why. I was, yeah, but she was like she was talking about exactly the same thing. But yeah, no, and and she she presents as black, but um, yeah, I don't think that's that's a that's a bummer. But it is. Uh, your language thing. Yeah, it is kind of sad. I didn't really think about it. But like, yeah, I do. I hesitate to identify because I don't want to then go through the embarrassment of being like, oh, but I don't speak anything. I mean, I do speak some, but then I also feel silly saying speaking because I have a proper Washingtonian accent at this point, And so I sound stupid trying to say it. Similar to like, I could speak Spanish for a while, but I stopped because I thought I sounded dumb. So there's that. You have such a fascinating life. Yeah, you think so? Look at that. World. After how long have we been together, Kenan? 17 years? Yeah. 17 years and you're still fascinated by me, huh? You take my breath away. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, do you, remember, do you remember that from our, our vows? No, I do not. You, I would always say, exasper- you're exasperating me. You're exasperating me, which basically means you take my breath away. <laughs> So yeah, so every time we sigh at each other, it's we say you take my breath away. It was a card. I remember a Valentine's Day card or something that we saw. It was you take my breath away, and it was like it's true. Kenan goes, and I just go. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. Now let's get into influences. Was this show influential as far as you guys could identify or think about? I didn't remember much about this. I, I know I've seen it before. Um, no, but I also think for. To have like a movie that sort of showed a day in the life of like a Mexican American and kind of what they deal with, I thought was cool. Right? And mm-hmm. I don't, I'm trying to think of other stuff we've seen, especially even at the time that even got close to depicting that. Because, um, I mean, we've known Teach and Chong for like Up and Smoke and weed and that kind of sort of stuff. This was comedy. a little more serious. It's a little more serious. Little was there more even any comedy. real weed references in this? No. No. I think it there comes was just up the like cocaine once. that white people were Oh, that, you're, you're you're jumping to my, one of my favorite parts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's just the cocaine. So I think I think that was the influential part was like just seeing that, seeing that depiction on on screen. Yeah, and I so my impression or my understanding is that this is one of those films that especially if you're if you're Mexican American and just if you're Latino in the United States Depending on when, like your age, <laughs> I think you might like if you're if you're younger, you might have missed it. But I think my my understanding is this is one that a lot of folks have seen, and you you can make jokes with. Like these yeah. are where is the inside jokes Princess can happen. Bride? No, uh, uh, <laughs> wait, Princess. who's Princess Bride? Or is it what? <laughs> a movie from around that time where you can quote a whole lot of it, and it was very inspirate or influential. Yeah, I was thinking this might be their coming to America. That's probably a better type of, you know, like just we all know it or if you're a certain age. Mexican chocolate. (laughs) Yeah. It's sexual chocolate. Yes, it is. 
I didn't get the joke. Sorry, babe. It's... <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> I think for I think for a certain segment of our population, it's probably it's it's insane. And, but of that time, though, I think yeah, of that time when it was coming out, similar to like the Richard Pryor comedy and like some of the stuff that we can watch and recognize, or even like when we were in our like. What in the aughts, early aughts or mid aughts, uh, when like Chappelle came out, Chappelle show, and how a lot of us can identify with it. It's a lot of inside jokes, and so I that's probably influential, but I can't speak to it because I don't know. Kenan, do you did you identify any influences? No, I did not. This is the first time I'd ever heard of this movie. There probably are some, like I said, it influenced people that you know. I, I mean, I don't know if it did. I just hear that it. I, sorry, I hear as in like. Any people you know in flesh and blood have have referenced this movie? Not that I know of, but uh, now I've seen it, so now we'll see how much I understand references going forward. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like people from college or people that you've met. No, no, from no. like Eastern Washington and stuff. No, so none of my like Latinx friends um, have recommended this. I heard it from an old white guy. <laughs> Well, and that's how I was like, "Oh, interesting. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna watch this." So I, I am curious to know, you know, if that's accurate or not. But we wouldn't know in this room. I was hoping we would get a guest for this week, but uh, did we ask anybody? No, <laughs> <laughs> probably not. I mean, <laughs> okay. What is your favorite thing about this movie, Kendon? I got two. You got two. What's your favorite thing? The first one is the one that got me on board with this movie fully. What was that? Which is when he reaches out to some. He's in front of the the club. He's trying to convince people to come in, and he reaches out, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a black guy with with his black wife, who says, "Don't touch me. I am an American citizen." Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, movie! What, like this would have been like one step if it was a like a white couple." But they went all the way to the, it's a black couple, and I that really was hilarious to me. So, um, there is this grid um, and test you can, not test you can take, but there is this grid where it will identify um, different ways, distinctions in different classes between oppressed, the oppressed and kind of privilege it's like right? check your privilege right and literally you can do check boxes to see where your privilege is and so like gender if you are a female no if you are a cisgender male you've got privilege in this country hmm. if you are between the ages of 18 and something i forget what you have privilege there if you are caucasian you have privilege there if you are christian or atheist in this country you are considered to have privilege i know Kenan disagrees with that one um, the, the atheist part he doesn't yeah. think that atheists have privilege in this country. Okay. Um, and versus you being definitely oppressed. cannot be elected into office if you're a, an avowed atheist. So avowed atheist. No, really. Like, <laughs> no, it's just have... a funny. It's a funny two words to put together. Is what I'm laughing. Sure. At. So there's there's ver- various ones, right? And so it's, it shows like intersection intersectionality, and one of those is citizenship. If you are a citizen, you have privilege in this in in this country, and. Over those who are here on a green card or visa or maybe, you know, got asylum here as a refugee or maybe don't have, like, got here through other channels. Or are a citizen that does not look correct. And then, what? Or is, are, 
Oh, never mind. Or a citizen who what? Who doesn't look like what they because what they want a citizen to look like. No, that would be more like race as one of the privileges. If you are white, uh, you've got privilege. I thought you were trying to tie it into this movie because he didn't. But you're right; it was his race that he, made he you laugh. Citizen. And but it's this is like, an example of like, yeah, but yeah. if you're a citizen, you've got privilege got over you. others who aren't, and you carry that privilege with you everywhere you go. So you may be in a target group, you may be oppressed in some ways, but you have some, you do have some privileges, which is interesting, right? Like this idea of this man, the character in this movie, actually being a citizen, but but not being able to prove that he is because of all of these other pieces that go into play. Very interesting stuff. So what's your second favorite thing? Oh, the the white couple trying to to smuggle drugs across the border. Because uh-huh. remember what I said when he saw them getting into their thing? No. In, into their Winnebago or whatever. Oh, you said the, that's a good idea. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> and then they were going to the border and I was like, oh. Like as they were pulling up, I was like, oh, they're smuggling something. Because they were they? being super no, before that. nice. Before that. Because once I realized this movie was about being trapped in Mexico and trying to find multiple ways back. Mm-hmm. And I realized that we were only partway through the movie. I was like, oh, there's something wrong, like, something wrong with this situation. They probably have something. They're smuggling something they shouldn't have. And then they got all nervous, and the dog uh, and they, uh, the dog was barking, and they were getting really nervous. And I thought that was... And then ending with him in the refrigerator was, was like, corny funny, but funny funny. Yeah. I didn't catch it when they were first approaching, but when they were acting super weird to the Border Patrol, that's when I was like, oh, yeah. there's something going on. All right, Tim, what about you? What's your favorite thing about this movie? Uh, probably the bar sequence. When which, the bar, which one? The very first one. When he meets the the guy, he's asking him where he's from. And oh, that yeah. Whole sequence. He asks for tacos, or yeah. he asks for steak, steak and he gets and tacos. And steak tacos. And then he, he, he's like, I'm going to charge you two fifty yeah. for that. The guy is one half of the Sticky Bandits. Yes. I didn't mention that. Yeah. Well, the Wet Bandits, but what then, they, yes. What are sticky the Sticky band- Bandits? Sticky Bandits is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Yes. Are they the same characters? Yeah. N- Oh, they changed their name. Yeah, because the wet bandits <laughs> didn't work, and so then they moved to New York, and he becomes a sticky bandits. <laughs> yeah. Remember, they were leaving the, the water that? on. That was no, the. Enti- I remember both movies. I don't card. remember them. Cha- I don't remember them being the wet bandits. I've always thought of them as the sticky bandits. Yeah, in Home Alone One, they leave the faucets running, uh, and they're the wet bandits. And that just doesn't stick in my. But, well, because that the doesn't sticky. stick in my head. <laughs> Well, it was really funny. Sticky bandits. And then, like, he's sticking his hands in, like, the Salvation Army uh, donation buckets and stealing, like, change. Okay. Yeah, that guy. He was pretty good. He was was pretty funny. Uh, And he didn't turn out to to be, like, a dick character, which I liked. Like, he was self-interested, but not, like, obnoxiously so. Mm Mm-hmm. So I will say I think oh go ahead Kendon what sorry this was Tim's favorite did you get did oh. you <laughs> no you're good I forgot why was he in Mexico because he guys? went to go pick up his, his cousin. cousin no the sticky bandits guy oh because he was a criminal he was a criminal who just needed to make it to the border to get away uh-huh. yeah. that's literally we're sending them our criminals yes we are literally sending criminals to Mexico I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah, he's a good character. I like that whole interaction. That, you know, like something as simple as like he wanted steak. He asked him what he wanted to eat. He said steak and he brought him steak tacos. Mm-hmm. He's like, Why didn't he bring him a soda? 
I, I, that would have been a little fancier than three dollar tacos. Uh, <laughs> so I guess my favorite thing about this was kind of getting a glimpse of what um what it's like, right? And I have no idea how accurate it is because I have never had to experience this. But um, you know, giving a little bit of you know benefit of the doubt to the people who made this movie, um, that it's really interesting to see just kind of the struggles that she face and like you know the woman that he meets Dolores like she so I don't know where she was from she's from El Salvador she was from El Salvador that's right and so she was she thought she'd only spend a couple days in Tijuana but she got robbed and she didn't want to go to the United States without money so she's been working jobs in Tijuana for five months just trying to save money um and so like that's an interesting concept the idea of <laughs> yeah you're Mexican or other than Mexican and how there are other people being sent to Mexico or just to the southern border, basically, and dropped off and been. I, I have no idea if that's true, and I don't know if it's true currently or if it was true in '87. Um, but I just I think it's interesting. And then I really appreciate um, how surprisingly relevant it is um, to right now, and you know, just watching the headlines from this past week and the different things that are happening just this weekend apparently i haven't gotten any news updates but it's just it's it was an interesting thing to see like you know that workplace raid in 1987 and what that was like and the boss being like you're killing me like this is my workforce don't do this um and being like who who's going to be here on monday to help me um it's just it was a, i appreciated getting this glimpse cuz i don't think i've really seen it before in this vivid a way and it did it with like kind of taking the sting out of it because it was funny and lighthearted. And so I yeah. didn't cry, right? Yeah. Like it yeah. wasn't it wasn't torture to watch. No, it was actually really light and funny mm-hmm. about um, a serious subject. Yes, exactly. So that's what I like about it. I think we should mention because um, we have several different Salvadoran people in our lives. Uh-huh. And um, and that character, Dolores is her name, mm-hmm. uh, is Salvadoran. Is There's like a similar... Uh, what do you call it, dynamic happening south of the Mexican border. Because comparative to a lot of the Central American countries, Mexico has like a higher standard of living and something and stuff like that. And they actually will often look down on people who have come from south of their border. So she was probably trying to get to the United States through Mm -hmm. Mexico when she got robbed. And like that whole migrant caravan thing that they, like several months back, was all in the news. A lot mm-hmm. of those people are coming from El Salvador because that's a place that's ravaged by like gang violence right it's now. It's very scary, yeah. So um, I think the fact that she was in there, they didn't really bring any of that really to attention. Uh, although people in that community might know that background, but I think that's an interesting like additional wrinkle in in the the whole thing where she's a she's basically an immigrant to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Who wants to immigrate to the United States? So there's just that yeah. additional, which is interesting because she's technically an OTM, right? Yeah. But I don't yeah. even know if they yeah. uh, would classify her that way when if she were to be sent back. Um, when there she was one in. of those guys who didn't look Asian. We did we ever guess what he was? No. no. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what he was, but I did not even try to guess. I was just like, he doesn't, he does not look Asian to me. So, okay. Well, anything else you guys want to talk about before we rate it? I want to see this. I want to see like the Haitian version of this movie. <laughs> Isn't Haiti an island? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So you've got additional things going on there because you got water <laughs> and not just canyons. Okay. 
It was actually a funny scene when he was trying to make it through the canyon and he ended up wearing the trees oh, uh, or the so like hilarious. bushes backpack and then he jumped into the tree and the tree was camouflaged for an INS. That was very truck. Looney Tunes. Yeah. It was kind of funny. I like this movie. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Born in East LA. Is it a classic or are we past it? I think it's a classic with the additional very relevant now aspect mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. agree classic classic yeah and much more relevant now i think i think if you replayed this on usa or tbs or tnt i think people would revisit it and be like oh this is kind of and i think topical. so one of the things is i think it i don't think it's just relevant like oh and it happens to be relevant now my guess and i have not done any research on this so this is purely just <laughs> my my feeling from this is that it has stayed relevant because like yeah. I, one of the things i tried to look up because i had heard that the reception you know is very big and like it's kind of a cult classic and it was like articles from 2015 about how what we're seeing today in 2015 is similar to that. And like, that's not even this current administration. That's the previous, that's the last administration in terms of federal government. And so I have no idea, like really how things have been in the last 30 years. But my guess is that this movie has stayed relevant the entire time. Okay. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about this episode? No, it's, fine. it's worth movie. a watch. Worth a watch. It I, is I, worth I would, a watch. I would recommend watching it now. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, so next week we are talking about Popeye. Popeye the Sailor Man. When? Kendon, what will we be? I'll be back. Stupid. Born. I was born.